Dave Ray joins us now, Communications for FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform, to talk about the ICE raids. And, Dave, good morning. With everything we had going on this weekend, we kind of, this, I guess, in a way, slipped through the cracks because we were more concerned with what was headed our way. Well, absolutely, Tommy. Great to be with you again. Uh, Actually, the administration had noted that the ICE raids that were to start over the weekend were going to exempt the entire New Orleans area, knowing that people there had enough to deal with with that massive tropical storm on its way. But, uh, you know, these raids are continuing now. Just to give you an idea of of what's out there, uh, the president said that they were going to target 2,000 illegal aliens for removal. Uh, To put that in perspective, there's 1.1 million illegal aliens who are currently walking around with deportation orders from the courts, meaning that they've exhausted all of their judicial hearings and and immigration judges have ordered them to leave the country. Now, some of these folks committed crimes while they were here. Some of these folks came in and asked for political asylum and their their cases were denied. Uh, So it's for a whole variety of reasons but they have been given their final orders of deportation and they thumb their nose at the immigration courts. And so the federal government has no, uh, if we're going to enforce our immigration laws, that is, it has, it has no op, uh, alternative, uh, alternative other than going out and finding these folks and executing those removal orders. If you don't enforce your laws, your, your laws are meaningless. I know that this is not a, a, a tit-for-tat comparison, I guess, would be a way to put it. But is this basically, in theory, the same as rounding up somebody who jumped bail? Uh, very much like that. There's no, there's no financial bail That's on That's what I'm saying. Companies. It's not exactly the same, but right. in theory, it's like these people have broken a law. Uh, they've had their day in court. Now it's time to go. And that's all that the president is trying to, to pick up, right? Yeah, and what what's so interesting is that the open borders advocates are saying they need a court order, they need this, they need that. Look, they've exhausted all judicial avenues at the expense of the American taxpayer. We're the ones paying for these judicial reviews. Immigration judges, Republicans and Democrats alike, have looked at these cases and said, I'm sorry, you need to leave. Leave immediately. Now, I'll tell you, based on my own personal perspective, Tommy, I was a foreign worker in another country um, when I was in college and was working there all summer long. And I will tell you, in no uncertain terms, had I received uh, a letter from the government telling me to leave the country, I would have been on a plane the very next day. I mean, I, you know, you don't mess with stuff like that. But, of course, I respect the rule of law. I think this gives you some insight into uh, the folks who are coming here illegally. They know they're not going to qualify for political asylum. They simply ask for it as a way to get into the country, and then they hope to lie low and work in the United States, taking jobs away from Americans. And once they're ordered deported by our government, they don't respect our government, and they're refusing to go. So, you know, I think the president's hope in doing this is if we start finding and deporting people who have come here and abused our asylum laws as a way to get into the country, then people in Central America are going to see these folks returning and know 
very clearly that they can't get away with it, that it's not worth their time, that that in the long run they're simply going to be deported and then barred from from entering the United States for at least 10 years, and that hopefully this will dissuade many of them from making this dangerous journey, which has cost a number of children their lives. Is there any way to determine, like, the... the um how can I phrase this? Along a timeline, those that are the the biggest offenders the, that you know they 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 were told this ten years ago, they were told this five years ago, et cetera. Well, that's all we know are are what you know what has happened in the past. Last year in 2018, there were roughly a quarter of a million people deported. Of them, about 60 percent had criminal records. Let me clean up the now, question, Dave. What I meant yeah. was. Uh, are these people that have been known for 10 years they needed to leave, five years they needed to leave, two years, or a whole mixture? No. What I believe uh, the administration is trying to do, this is the focus of, of these deportations will be people who have come in in the last few years okay. under this humanitarian and public safety uh, crisis at the border, have asked for asylum and have been denied. And we've long been saying it fair until people in Central America see those who've asked for asylum were denied and are sent home until they are seen returning home. People are going to continue to do this. So I do believe that a good portion uh, of these folks being targeted are those who have their final orders of deportation from bogus asylum claims that were filed in the last few years. All right, we'll take a break. Pick it up here. Dave Ray, our guest communications director for Federation for American Immigration Reform, talking about these ICE uh, roundups. You can call it that. I think that's pejorative. It's more of, of an enforcement of the law, and it would seem to me, and Dave, you can comment on this when we come back, this would be the basic enforcement of immigration law. And if people don't want this, I don't know what they would be for other than just let everybody come to the country and stay as long as they like. 720, traffic now, WWL. This week we're talking to Dave Ray, Communications Director for FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. So when it comes, um, Dave, I don't even like the word to use, roundup. It'd be more like right. um, picking up, uh, going after people who are violating the, their orders, however you want to phrase it. Um, right. When it, when it comes to that, as it relates to, um, if you're not for this, is this not the, the most basic of immigration enforcement that we can talk about? Absolutely. We have people who have come here who've been found illegally, who've broken our laws and are being ordered to leave. We have people who've been asked, who've asked for political asylum, who know they have no chance of getting it, have been ordered to, to leave. If we don't enforce our immigration laws, just like the traffic laws you have in Louisiana or federal tax laws, if there's no enforcement, the laws become meaningless and people don't pay attention to them. It's really scary when you listen to the rhetoric coming from the Democratic presidential candidates about their views on immigration, though, when you think about the fact that they want to decriminalize illegal immigration, you know, listen to the rhetoric where they say we don't deport families. So does that mean if you show up with a kid, as many of these asylum claimants are currently doing, that you're exempt from deportation, even if your case is even if the government rules against your case? 
So it's the rhetoric that we have coming from the Democrats could could uh, change dramatically the way immigration laws are enforced. I, I want to move but on, I, Dave, here quickly, if I can, because I want to ask sure. you about that new interim final rule. But basically, right. it, getting back one second to the the uh, the ICE raids, these right. people have had their day in court. That yes. they followed all the rules. The United States did what they were supposed to do. Everybody played by the rules. But now they're saying, well, screw the rules. We're just going to stay here. And for those that would say, yeah. just stay here, then why even have any rules at all? Let's get to the interim final rule, which right. interim and final seem to be contradictory. But it's a new thing <laughs> that the president put in position as it relates to seeking asylum and coming through a third country, right? Right. So in a nutshell, when you're seeking political asylum, you're making the argument that I am fleeing for my life because of per persecution directed at me by my government or that my government is allowing uh, to happen to me. And so what we've been saying all along is many of these folks are traveling through what would be called safe countries. Uh, they, they leave their home country and then they travel for th through one, two or three countries before uh, coming to the United States. Uh, that they that these folks should be forced to apply for asylum in the first safe country they arrive in. In other words, if you're living in Guatemala and you say, I'm fleeing the Guatemalan government, then as soon as you cross into Mexico on your way to the United States, you are no longer being persecuted by the government of Guatemala. You make your claim in Mexico. Uh, that's what most of these folks are opting not to do. Now, they're openly admitting the reason they're not doing it is because they want to come here to make more money. But based on the fact that they're fleeing for their lives, then that kind of turns it on its head because the Mexican government isn't persecuting them any more than the Guatemalan government is. So this would, in effect, negate the asylum claim from anyone who has traveled through a safe third country prior to coming to the United States. So anybody from Central America would have at least traveled in Me through Mexico or another Central American country. Uh, what we're hoping to do and what is critical is that there are real people out there who are being persecuted by their government based on their race, ethnicity, national origin, religion, what have you, and need a safe haven. We want to be able to provide that. But when we have asylum fraud at the rate that we do now, a threefold jump in the last 10 years, the court cases, there's nearly a million backlogged cases that the asylum courts are just jammed with these fraudulent cases. We're not going to be able to protect the legitimate asylees because the fake ones have overwhelmed the system. Dave, I appreciate your time. And again, if if you're saying, not you, I'm, I'm talking about people that are saying that these people shouldn't be um, captured by ICE, then you're telling me that you shouldn't have any borders at all because, again, correct right. me if I'm wrong, they came right. in, they applied for asylum, their case was heard, they were it was judged not to be valid. So right. then if you don't follow up on the order, why, why even go through the charade? It's a joke, right? Yeah, right, Tommy. I mean, half of these people, after they ask for asylum, don't even file the paperwork. Another 30 to 40 percent never show up for their court hearing. They're not really uh, honest about wanting an asylum claim. They just want easy entry to the United States. We can't permit that or we are going to have uh, the onslaught that we're currently experiencing for the foreseeable future. We have to enforce our laws. And this is just basic law enforcement. If you've been ordered 
by the courts to, uh, you know, foreclose on your house and somebody comes out and, and makes you move out of your house. We enforce our laws with our own people. We need to be able to enforce those uh, those the very laws that we have on the books uh, with people who are coming here as uninvited guests. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you, you bet, again. Tommy. Dave Ray, Communication Director for the FAIR Federation for American Immigration Reform.